Hello, this is Fed965, that's F-E-D-965, and welcome to Baby Blue Viper. So I hope everyone's having a fantastic Saturday so far. I know I am. Uh, I went on a run today with the dog actually in the woods so, uh, you know, I'm feeling good. Had some good exercise in. You know, was able to maintain, a, you know, an elevated but uh, not too high of a heart rate for uh, for about, uh, did about an hour and uh, 10 minutes. I think that's called uh, zone two or something like that. I think I was in zone two. I think that's a term used for your... Uh, you know, the different heart rates and, uh, you know, where you want to maintain your heart rate during exercise. I think there's different zones with zone five being, you know, like a very high heart rate. Um, something like that. I am not too familiar with all this uh, terminology. All I know is that it was a good run and, uh, you know, uh, got a good sweat in and uh, feeling great. Yeah, feeling great. So, uh, so why don't we uh, dive right in, okay? So, uh, price of Bitcoin is currently 29,322 USD. The block height is 736371. And this whole thing with, you know, without getting in too deeply here, but... This whole thing with, um, you know, Terraform Labs, Luna, UST, Citadel, BlackRock, even though BlackRock adamantly denies any market manipulation. But, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, apparently people have lost millions on this whole Luna ust deal um and you know obviously feel horrible for those kind of people um you know i heard that there was a youtuber who lost millions overnight in luna wow um that just must be horrible can't even imagine don't want to imagine to be honest um and that's enough nonsense and enough talking about shit coins because, you know, it's uh, Bitcoin only around here. And it's going to be Bitcoin only everywhere. So, um, you know, why don't we just leave it at that? It's Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. And next, let's just move to the news here. And I'm going to go back to uh, Apple News. Um, Ukraine, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Ukraine launches counteroffensive to disrupt Russian supply lines. Politico. McConnell leads delegation of Republican senators to Kiev, meets with Zelensky. So everyone's just uh, going to Kiev. I remember it was, uh, was it a few weeks ago, last week, when Pelosi and uh, Schumer were there? Chuck Schumer. Uh, I think that was last week or two weeks ago. So it looks like now it's the GOP's turn to uh to visit uh Kiev and meet with uh, Zelensky. Um uh, moving on. 
This is from USA Today. Protesters begin gathering as nationwide, uh, quotes, bans off our bodies, end quotes, rallies for abortion rights start Saturday. Yep, this is all just heating up. Um, Vox, four questions about long COVID experts wish they could answer. Experts wish they could answer. Why don't we click on this one? Seems interesting. We're talking about wishing here. We're talking about wishing. Uh, okay, I'm just trying to find what they wish they could answer. Uh, exactly who has long COVID? That seems to be a question. What else? What causes long COVID? Seems to be another question. What's the best test for long COVID? That's another question. What improves or prevents long COVID? Another question. What's standing in the way of answering these questions? Question. A mix of risk, cost, and complexity. Okay. Uh, while recognition of long COVID has grown, high-quality data is still catching up. Research funding is still trickling in. Ongoing research is siloed and prior research is underappreciated. A panic neglect cycle has developed. There are a few doctors who specialize in long COVID. Okay. And... It looks like those are the questions that haven't been answered and that experts wish they could answer. And um, yeah, so we'll go from there. Moving on. Newsweek. Fans claim Amber Heard told Johnny Depp she'd frame him in resurfaced audio. Okay. Well, news. That's the news for today. Let's just leave it at that. No, we could go on and on about this because the news is endless. I can just keep scrolling and, you know, it'll just keep feeding me news. So always remember that. Um, oh, but I did actually, I did want to cover, um, that, um, what, um, what I think it, I don't know if it occurred yesterday or two days ago. I know I mentioned it yesterday of the, well, there was the Palestinian American journalist funeral and there was the. Um, the Israeli police broke it up and it seems that they uh, definitely used excessive force because I remember I didn't want to I didn't want to jump to any conclusions yesterday, but I did see more uh, more videos of the event and 
Yep, there were definitely, um, the police were swinging batons directly at the coffin bearers, the pallbearers. So, um, doesn't get more clear than that, um, regardless of if the, um, of the regardless of if the um the palestinians i'm assuming that that is correct um through rocks which i know was the was one of the allegations made by the israeli police um but regardless um they uh clearly were uh hitting the pallbearers there's really no way around that so you know, that is what it is. And of course, this just leads to more unrest in an area known for its unrest. So at this point, you have to say either two things here. Um, either these are incredibly ill-trained police. It's number one. Um, no discipline at all. Um, I don't know what's going on over there. Um, so that's number one, ill-trained, lack of training, lack of discipline. Uh, number two is, if that's not the case, which it seems to be, um, did they do it on purpose? Are they, because I know there's always been accusations of this, that, um, you know, they are heavy-handed on purpose. It's not a lack of discipline. It is uh, following orders that they were ordered to... Um, to beat the pallbearers to break up the funeral by any means necessary okay that's also an option here um now as to why they would want to do that that's another question i mean this is just an ongoing ongoing chaos in this region um without going too far back i mean before when it was if I remember, it was in the hands of the British before it was um, an Israeli state. Uh, before being in the hands of the British, uh, I don't. I'd have to look at the history of, you know. Obviously, if you keep going back, there were uh, through the Crusades. There was a Christian, different Christian kingdoms in the area. Um, before that, you know, you keep going back. But regardless, the Holy Land over there is just, you know, unrest, just unrest after unrest with perhaps periods. I mean, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. You keep going far back enough. You got the Romans when it was a uh, under the Roman uh, rule. Um, then you keep going farther back. Um, but, you know, as to which... I don't want to make any judgments here because as to if there was one period in time where the area was more stable than another, I mean, that's just too hard to, you'd have to really dive in and I can't make any assumptions there because even when it was under the Romans, um, there were still, you know, there was a lot of unrests all the time. It was in constant turmoil. Um, so that's really, even when they had to send from Rome, they sent, um, the future one who would be a future emperor to really lay down the law with a heavy hand to quell the, the, uh, rebellions. Um, even then it, it's just, so then we're talking, I think that was like 70 AD, 
when that happens. Um, obviously, in the days of Pontius Pilate, there was also um, turmoil left and right. Um, so anyone who has studied even briefly the history of the, the Holy Land knows that it is an area that has been marked by unrest. And it, this is not a new thing in any, in any way. Um, so you can't point fingers and saying, well, you know, it, this unrest has gotten worse under, uh, an Israel, uh, an Israeli state because, uh, that's, I mean, there's been unrest here, or excuse me, in the Holy Land, you know, always, always. Now, that doesn't mean that there should always be unrest in the Holy Land. Uh, there has to be at some point where, and I don't want to say that a two-state solution is the solution, but at this point maybe maybe it is maybe it isn't obviously the israelis have no interest in that um and so without getting in too deeply into it um it seems to be that uh, unrest will continue in the holy land because um uh you know there's just it's just an area of unrest um, now as to how do we fix the unrest? Because we always want to think in terms of solutions here. Um, we see what's going on. Uh, now, how do we solve this issue of unrest in the, uh, in the Holy Land? Um, and I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely something to think about. But what is clear, what is definitely clear is that... Uh, the police hit the pallbearers with batons. There's there's no ifs or buts about that. Um, that there's evidence, clear video evidence. There's obviously people on the ground there who saw it, uh, but we we can see it. You can look it up easily. So now the question as to why that occurred um, is is the question. Um, but moving on and. Um, also, in other news, it seems that Alex Jones of InfoWars is uh, has his um, had his what's it called his Twitter account restored. So that's just a new development that's ongoing, and um, you know we'll go from there. And oh, there was one more thing that I wanted to cover that um, I think it was the majority leader, the Democratic majority leader. Um, that he he was got it. Uh, he was just he was speaking yesterday, and on the Congress on Congress floor on the the floor. Well, here it is. Uh, Staney Hoyer, Staney Hoyer, that's his name. House Majority Leader Staney Hoyer. Uh, Democrat of Maryland, um, and he he said he said a few things that were just concerning. Uh, he just, I mean, you know, it's all concerning to be honest. But this was a little concerning. Um, first of all, he he 
he he said that it's unfortunate that President Biden was being criticized in a time of war. Uh, okay, let's pump the brakes in just hard right now. Let's pump the brakes, to pull the e-brake on this. Um, first off, uh, Oak, okay, I don't know. It doesn't matter what his, you know, intentions, to be honest, were of using the word war of how he meant it to, to say it. First of all, he's the House Majority Leader. He is not, he is speaking on the floor of Congress and he is being, it's, it's on television, even if it wasn't on television, he's speaking as the House Majority Leader. He's not speaking to his friends. He's not speaking at a barbecue. So when he uses the word war, it has, you know, you can't just throw those words around. That's first off, there's no excuse for that. Um, so because why do I say this? Because we're not at war. That's why United States of America is not at war. Okay. Um, bottom line, bottom line. And it's very odd, very strange for the house majority leader to be using this word again. I don't care. Um, what he was implying if he was implying implying that we were in some kind of cold war which is i think what he was going for um that you know because because he goes on to talk about energy production and constricting petroleum production all these things um so i and and how europe is too dependent on on russian on russian energy no doubt about that not not even half a doubt about that um but again we are not at war so even though you might be talking about uh you know geopolitical strategies uh or what have you you can't the house majority leader cannot be talking about the fact can't be saying that we're at war is i mean it's just it's absurd um and it makes you wonder do or is there it it seems to be everything seems to be heading to war I mean, if you have the House Majority Leader who is openly saying we are at war, um, okay, what what's next? It's very alarming. It's scary. I'm not gonna lie. What? Why are these words being brandished around like that? Um, no excuses. I don't really care how he's gonna try to defend it. He's the House Majority Leader. You don't say. You don't use the word. You don't use the words we're at war <laughs> when you're speaking uh in congress i mean i don't know how i don't know if this if this guy is an idiot if this if this is a willful uh choice of words or if they're just trying to get us ready to go to war it's uh it's almost as if they are you know i don't remember the term there's a psychological uh in psychology there's a term for this um but it's just it's it seems to be that uh they're there is uh there's some kind of plan to 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 get the the nation to get the world ready for this um because it's really no excuse there really isn't um so yeah that's very alarming and and it's not good it's not good at all but we will we will hope for the best and so that's when we go to the objectives here um uh exercise which i met today i am, still need to meditate and read write and work on my art 
So those are some objectives for the day. I hope you are meeting your objectives. And why don't we go back to yesterday's homework and where we were elaborating on this idea of sustainable change for the good. I know yesterday we mentioned pace and momentum as being integral to this idea of maintaining a uh, change, a, a good change. You need pace, you need momentum. Um, now, those aren't the same thing, but they're, they're very related. So you need to pace yourself. So why? So that you don't burn out. Because if it's sustainable, it's for the long run, right? It works for the long term. It's a long time frame. So that's why you pace yourself. Because it's not about, it's, you know, in the simplest terms, right? It's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, okay? Just take it like that. So you pace yourself day by day hour by hour, second by second, so that you don't expend all your energy in one go. And that's what can make change sustainable, right? Remember, we're talking about transitioning from one state to another, specifically trans transitioning from one state to a better state. Now, it does get tricky when we begin to compare states because question is what makes one state better than another state these are you need to have some kind of measurements um, if we're talking ethics are we talking morals um, are we talking financials um, what but you need so you need to have some kind of uh, metric that you're you're you, you make the comparison on because if not here there is no you can't make the, the comparison without some kind of with metric there. So that's important. So in the end, what is a better state for you? Remember, that's true. What is a better state for you isn't necessarily a better state for another person. That's also important. Um, so then, of course, if you're talking about communities, if you're talking about society, that's that's a different thing. But... Let's keep it simple and let's just say that we need to continue on with this idea and elaborate this idea and keep mulling over this idea of pace and momentum as integral to the ability to maintain a transition to a better state. Now I'm going to leave it up to you what better state means, okay? Because remember, that's a that's a relative idea. Better is a relative idea. I mean, in some cases, sure, you, you, it can be an absolute um, idea as well. But though the absolute cases, I would say, are are the exceptions that make the rule. Okay, in most in most cases, it's a relative idea. In very few limit cases, it would be an absolute idea. And we don't have to go into those, okay? But let's just make sure to continue with this whole thing about pacing. And along with pacing, you get the idea because you find your own pace. You find the pace that is appropriate to you at a certain time. That pace may change. Pace may change. Think of uh, 
a, uh, or someone who's just starting off in um, in their in their running career okay so they just decided to, to start running you know um, and so they start off with you know they're gonna do a what they're gonna start off with they're gonna do it two miles today and so what what pace are you gonna do those two miles at that depends on right your your athletic ability at the time and and you get the gist of that so at at the beginning you're going to be able to do that two mile right um i don't know what a peak maybe at let's just take it easy maybe a 10 minute mile right just starting off so you're pacing yourself you're doing 10 minutes a mile okay so that's the that's the pace that you're working with at the beginning but let's say a year later if you kept the, if you kept training yeah your pace might be seven minutes a mile might be uh, so that and and that pace works for you at that moment it, it's it's the same kind of effort or it's the same kind of effort on your body because your body has grown accustomed it has you know gotten stronger it got more efficient your you know your lung capacity your blood flow you know what I'm talking about so point being that the pace depends upon where you're at at the moment and that in the future that pace can change it can get better it can get worse obviously if you don't keep up your training and and you just you know you ended up you know eating more next year it might be a 12 minute pace per mile okay so yet what was this idea of pace and momentum let's focus on that and along with that of course pace and momentum that doesn't mean that you're not taking breaks of course you're taking breaks you know why because that's in your pace as well that's part of your pacing so let's let's continue with this idea of uh, pace momentum and obviously we still have faith in there so at the moment we have we're working on pace momentum faith as integral parts to this idea of sustainable change for the good okay and last thing i will leave you with um i think i mentioned that i was uh watching season four part two of ozark and that i you know i had been a little disappointed at first with the direction uh that uh, the show was going in with the writing the dialogue um, I was just disappointed overall, um, but, you know, I am very happy to say that it's uh, it's getting better. It's getting better. Um, so yesterday's uh, episode, I think it was I think it was on episode season four, episode 14 is I think what I watched yesterday or maybe 15. But um, it was really good and I was very happy with it. Uh, I saw improvements in in dialogue, in direction. Um, colors look great. Um, I know they use that that they love that blue tint, which defines the the Ozark show, and it works great. Um, and I just hope that um, that the show ends on a strong note. Um, so I'm very excited to see how it's gonna wrap up here. Um, but uh, yeah, either way, it has been a great ride, and I will keep you updated with that. But I highly recommend the show to, to anybody out there um, that shows Ozark. And enjoy your Saturday, and uh, see you soon.